When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm here with Coppin State baseball player Darren Hagan um, out of the HBCU from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, but I'm not here with uh, UPenn's finest, Danny Cole, as he's still in Puerto Rico, but he'll be back tomorrow because we're going to go lift together. Um, I'm Antonio Perez, uh, the host for this episode. This is episode seven, or yes, yeah, seven. Um, but yeah, thank you for Darren. Thank you, Darren, for coming on the show. You know, we just wanted to talk. We're going to get a little bit into the NCAA and recruiting process. We're going to be talking about some of his stories from his freshman year, uh, his team MVP freshman year. And we're going to be talking about some uh, Philadelphia 76ers because that's his favorite team. It's been his favorite team since he was little. Um, yeah, but Darren, how's, how's school been? You know, how are you doing? Are you going to class? Uh, yeah, school's been good. Um, not too hard, so it's not like I really got to stress over much. Uh, I'm doing good, a little stressed. You know, every time the season starts, you're going to be stressed. That's just how stuff goes. Uh, unfortunately, I am going to class. I mean, nobody wants to go to class, but you got to do what you got to do. I don't go to class. I, I mean, hey, that's our, fair. My whole life is is a computer. It's it's school on the computer, articles on a computer, and podcasts on a computer. Happens. Speaking I of mean, articles... Make sure you guys go check out my uh, Celtics article. It'll be in the description. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out. Sorry to cut you off. What were you saying? No, you're good. I was going to say I only have two in-persons, and uh, my other three classes are online. So, you know, it's computers. All right, man. man. Uh, but, I mean, sounds good. Sounds well-balanced. Um, what First thing I really wanted to get into, 
something that me and you can both actually relate on is going through the recruiting process. Now, completely different end to the spectrum. I had to, I was a D3 recruit, your D1 recruit. I was football, your baseball. Um, now, for me, I felt a lot of pressure from coaches. I felt like they were like nagging at like, oh, when do you want to commit these days? They kind of like felt like assumed you were on board already. Um, just just walk us through the whole your whole recruiting process from the time you were getting recruited in high school and how high school ball was to the moment where you decided that, you know, Coppin was really home. So I actually don't have like a super like in-depth recruiting process thing. Like I only had two offers, like total, like all levels coming out of high school. Um, my freshman and sophomore year, I was hurt, played six total games. I did not see the field on varsity until my junior year. Um, and I didn't even start for the first month of the season. So I've only played 11 varsity games, sports games in any sport in high school in my life. So, so you're kind I of really raw. Didn't, huh? You really are kind of raw. I mean, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't get any recruiting from high school sports, like, at all. Because with baseball, it's a little different. Like, in football and basketball, scouts will come to your high school games and they'll come and watch you play there. Because – you know, obviously your body can take a lot more in baseball than it can in football. So, like, you can't play a high school season and then go in the summer and play another 15 games of football. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But, like, I mean, in baseball. The, the, the dudes play seven on seven, but it's the more physical aspect. But, yeah, yeah I get yeah, you. Yeah. I get you. So, like, seven on, yeah, seven on seven, I guess, would be, like, the equivalent to summer ball. But in summer ball, like, you're going and you're playing another, like, 40 games if you play six tournaments, seven tournaments, something like that. Um so that's where I got recruited from the most uh, were travel ball stuff. And, you know, you go to colleges, go to showcases and stuff like that. Um, I got my first offer from Goldie Beacom College in Delaware. It's a D2. And uh, I went on a visit there. Uh, the campus is really nice. I love the coaches. They were cool. Um, however, they offered me as a preferred walk-on. And I thought that I deserved at least some kind of scholarship. Um so I was still super grateful for the offer, but at the same time, you kind of got to know your worth. Can't yeah, you gotta, yeah, gotta do what's it's, best for it, you. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't like settle for anything when you're going to college. It's it's, it's probably one of, if not the biggest decisions you're gonna make in your life. Um, probably not the biggest, but it's definitely it's it's a huge decision. The biggest, the, your biggest this far for certain. Oh yeah, yeah. Up up until this point in my life, what school you go to is definitely the biggest decision you have to make. Um, so I had the Goldie Beacom offer, and then a month later, I went to – it's actually kind of funny. I was going to a bunch of University of Delaware showcases, and I went on University of Delaware's schedule, and I saw Cobb and State, and I thought the name sounded cool. So I went on their website, and their camp was really, really cheap. It was only like 80 bucks. So I told my dad, and then my mom took me to the camp a week later. Had a good camp. Uh, the coaches offered me on the phone, I want to say – Five days later, uh, I went down for another personal visit. And the visit was cool because um, I got to meet, like, all the guys and all the guys on the team, the guys that were coming in. And that's really what sealed the deal for me. Like, I mean, I'm not in the best – I'm in West Baltimore, so it's not, like – it's not a super nice place. There's only 500 people on campus, um, not much to do on campus. However, I'm not here for 
campus. You know, I'm here for baseball, and the baseball program is getting getting better. I mean, we're doing pretty good this year. Um, but yeah, so the guys were awesome. I'm I'm really close friends with everybody on the team, so they really want to. They really made me want to come. Um, so after I got done the visit, the personal visit here, uh, the coaches called me again, and they told me I only had ten days to decide, which. To what you said earlier, you kind of felt like coaches were like pulling at you and nagging, mm-hmm. and that kind of did not make me happy because being given ten days to make a decision like that, it's kind of—I mean, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. Um, however, I had to say I could either—and they cop it off for me money, so I could either go on scholarship to a Division One school or pass it up and hope that I get another scholarship. And that's just a really, really, really big risk to take. So I decided, love it here, may as well just take them up on the offer because the school that wants you is where you should go. Yeah, and a lot of, uh, like that last part, it was like, you know, some people, I definitely know some people who'd be like, oh, I'm going to bank all myself. I'm going to bet all myself. And then they end up D3. Not to say it's a bad thing, but, you know, yeah. when you're as talented as a player as you are, you don't, you don't want to end up, you got to end up somewhere where you'll be seen. Yeah, I mean, you just got to wait, like, betting, on you have to bet on yourself, yeah, but you can't, like, your goals have to be realistic. Like, I knew coming out of high school I was good at baseball, but I knew that I wasn't, like, going to get drafted out of high school, power five talent. Like, I knew that wasn't me, so if I passed up a D1 offer, it's not like I could have got that much better of an offer. So, like, the for me, the positive and negative was just the positive outweighed the negative so much that it was it was pretty easy decision once i actually figured out like that yeah it's unfortunately none of this process i can relate to because uh d3 doesn't give out money and uh yeah i didn't um yeah just wasn't wasn't like that but moving on to your freshman year you were the team mvp in just your freshman year which is I think impressive for any team, any level that just shows the type of talent you are, but you got to have a funny story from your freshman year. Talk about just something, something funny that might've happened your freshman year, whether it's with the guys or maybe you had to like run to the bathroom mid game, anything. What could it be? Um, there, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, I guess the first thing that I really thought was funny that like, had to, I mean, it started the whole thing off. So, like, coming into any school your freshman year, obviously you don't really expect to play much. So I was, like, I had I had a guy, Marcus Sio, in front of me, and he is going off this year. He's having a huge year. He was having a huge year when I got here last year, and I was set that I was going to be behind him. And then, unfortunately, Saturday practice, second week of the fall, he tears his ACL. And the very next day, my coach comes up to me and says, you're our new center fielder. So that was kind of a shock to me. Um, really unfortunate for Marcos because he doesn't deserve that. Awesome guy, awesome player. But he is having a hell of a comeback season this year. He's balling out. Um, and then two stories from in the season that came to my mind. Actually, I didn't even think about it until you said it, like having to run to the bathroom mid-game. We were at Mount St. Mary's. And... Uh, we're away, so we're hitting first. And as soon as I got off the... So we had to eat on the bus on the way there. And they gave us cat food. And the cat food they gave us 
was Italian food. So I had spaghetti and meatballs right before the game started on the way to the field. That's almost as bad and, as Coach Smith's uh, four for fours during yeah, camp. So, <laughs> so I had that, and I always drink an energy drink before the game. So I had that and hella caffeine. So I had to take shit. And <laughs> as soon as we got off the van, I had to shit. But I couldn't because, one, there was porta potties, and, two, we got there late. So we had to go right into stretch, right from stretch to, I- to batting practice, right from batting practice to I.O. And I had no time to shit. So I was holding it like a good hour and a half. And then the game starts, and I'm hitting second. And I'm honestly up there just hoping that I strike out or something so I can, like, <laughs> go back to the dugout and take shit. Because, like, I can't, I can't run, right? Is that and important? It, I mean, bro, like, yeah. So, unfortunately, I ended up hitting a double into the gap and had to run. The most bittersweet double in NCAA history. I was like, I was, I was, I was like running half the speed because I just didn't want to like shit myself while I was running the bases. So that was rough. And then I had to slide. That was no. So full speed, full speed, you get in that triple. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, you know, I was held back. Uh, Fun fact Coppin State leads the nation in triples so far this season with 11. It's crazy. I mean, I don't have one because I've been hurt, but I'll get one. But, yeah, that is crazy. We do lead the country in triples. But, anyway, I uh, got to second. Very next guy hit a single, and I ran from second, crossed home, ran straight from home past the dugout to the port potties. Finally took my shit. So, took a deuce. Yeah, that was a rough one. And then the, the first story, like the one thing that pops up in my mind every time anybody asks me, like, you know, you ever heard, like, an NBA player, like, an NFL player say, like, what was your, like, welcome to the league moment? Yeah. Like, you've heard of that before? Yeah, so, yeah. so what was it? Is this your welcome to college this moment? Is, this is my welcome to college moment, yeah. My welcome to college moment. So, my second, my first two college games, my first one was, they were both at Navy, which is super dope field, one of my favorite places to play at. So, first, my first pitch ever that I see in college is 95 miles per hour, and it hits me in my arm. Um, mm. So that was a great start to my college career. But I've that's seen that one before, just 20 less miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. So I got drilled in my arm, first college at bat. Uh, we ended up losing the first game. First game went decent, got a hit, got my first hit and everything. But second game, uh, I go five for six with two doubles, uh, which five hits in one game is tied for a school record. So... I'm two games in. I'm leading the team in every category. I just set a school record my second game as a freshman. Everyone's hyping me up. I'm feeling like I'm on the top of the world and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, college is easy. Like, this is I'm, I'm going to be the best player of all time. <laughs> so our very next – we had that weekend off. Or no, no, no. We had, like, the rest of the week off. We had Friday off, and then we played Lehigh on a doubleheader on Saturday. And the first game of the doubleheader – we faced Mason Black, who just got drafted in the third round, I think. Um, played in the Cape Cod. Really damn good. Uh, faced him. Struck, he struck me out three times. And then my last at-bat, I also struck out. So I went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts the game after. I went 5 for 6, five hits. And then to make it even worse... It was a doubleheader that day, and I had to play the next game, too, and I struck out twice in that game. So in in one week, I had 
six hits and six strikeouts in my first that, week of college baseball. That's some Bryce Harper consistency right there. Yeah, it was I mean yeah, it was just bad. It was really rough, but it happens to the best of us, I guess. Yeah, man. Every I mean, I'm sure everybody's got, you know, their slumps, their moments like that. I mean, that was quick transition to being on fire than being in a slump, but Yeah, I mean it humbled me real quick. So Yeah, but I mean your team team MVP, you were deemed the best player on the team or most valuable. I don't know. If you're the if 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 you guys treat your awards like the NBA, you're the best player because you know right, yeah, who cares yeah, about value yeah. anyway. Speaking of so. speaking of MVPs, the MIAC MVP or freshman of the year did not go to you. Uh, I don't know if I remember it incorrectly. I can't remember the team. I know it went to a pitcher on a team that simply had a better record than you. I'm not going to call any names. Not like I know his name anyway. But knowing how I was with you that day, I know how that made you feel. Did that light an extra fire going into the summer, prepping for this year, uh, knowing that you just flat out got disrespected? Uh, Yes and no. So it went to a catcher um, at North Carolina Central. Uh, uh, they yeah, don't have right. that's a picture. Yeah, Sorry. they don't have a team anymore. Um, like their program got whatever it's called, um, and he transferred to North Carolina A and T, who also left our conference, who went to the Big South. But anyway, what what really made me mad about that was I had won four Rookie of the Weeks last year, and he hadn't won any. So, like, in my mind. I don't understand how you win rookie of the year without winning a single rookie of the week. Yeah, how can he be the best rookie of the year if he wasn't for one week he wasn't the best best rookie? rookie. Yeah. So like for we had, for example, my teammate Sebastian Saravia, he won three rookie of the weeks. My other teammate, Tyler Nickel, won one. And my other sweetmate, Jordan Hamburg, didn't win any rookie of the weeks, but still had a huge year. So I feel like even if I didn't win it. At least one of those, like we had four dudes on our team who I felt like were a better candidate than that guy, which like no disrespect to him, like he played he played well. I've never met him before, so I can't like I don't want to like disrespect him because he doesn't he doesn't do the you got you got to put you and your guys first though. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't do the not his fault, but at the same time, like I feel somebody on our team was more deserving or was deserving, you know. Bottom line, but. What you said, what you asked if it lighted up like a spark under me. So, I mean, I know you hear guys like a lot of times say, oh, I got stumbled out of the MVP. Like, I'm approved to you that I was the MVP. Like, you hear that all the time. And that kind of did for me, like, sort of, because it was the rookie of the year. So, like, I can't go and win the rookie of the year this year. So, you know what I mean? Huh? Sixers, Sixers legend Ben Simmons says otherwise. Yeah, no, you're right. But, like, um, it did like I wanted to prove that I was like better than everybody else, but also like I don't hold like individual accolades that high on my totem pole. So yeah, I get it. Winning, winning it versus not winning, it was like it like it'd be cool to say, oh yeah, I won Rookie of the Year. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. I I played well, like helped the team win some games, so it wasn't really a huge thing like that, but. It, it, it got under my skin a little bit. Just a little bit. No, nah, I get it, man. But, you know, hopefully 
if the team wins, if the team, you know, has a good season, then all is well. But before yeah. we wanted to get into some Sixers talk, but before that, I want to get back into some recruiting process advice. Just real quick, what would you tell to some juniors? Because that's practically your senior year in baseball. What would you tell to some guys who feel like they're being like they're rushed or they don't got a, the, that offer yet? You know, what, what basically what would you tell the guys in, who are currently in the recruiting process? Um, I mean, there's a there's a ton of things that I could say. Um, but what I would really say is like, don't rush yourself. Don't, don't rush yourself just so you can post that committed picture on Instagram because like, mm. yeah, it's cool to post that picture and it's cool to have a signing day and everything like that. But at the end of the day, that stuff is for you to show other people in reality, you're making a decision of like what you are going to do for the next two years ago in JUCO, four years ago in four-year school. So, like, ask ask a lot of questions when you're getting recruited. Ask, Don't ask questions like, oh, do you think I'll play? What position will I play? Like, yeah, they're valid questions, but ask questions like, how much study hall hours do the guys do? What are the practices like? What are the lists like? Um, what do the guys like to do in their free time? Try and talk to some, guy, some of the guys on the team. Like, ask questions that aren't like super sport specific because yes you're going there to play your sport but at the same time like i'm i'm here to play baseball but i'm really only doing baseball activity for maybe like 30 percent of my day if you count like time that i sleep eat go to class have downtime like i have an hour lift an hour of hitting and a two hour practice so that's only four hours a day i'm doing baseball stuff if i do extra work six that's not that much time. So like anywhere that's recruiting you, you know, the baseball program, like it's easy to see how a baseball program is. It's hard to tell how actually living there and going to school there will be. So I would say find a school that you would go to if you didn't play that sport at. That's a great way to look at it, actually. A lot yeah. of kids are like, They'll go there like, oh, I'm not worried about class. And I'm like, well, you're going to be worried about class when you're not in the MLB and you're working at your local McDonald's. Yeah, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but. No, go ahead. That, I was done. So that is where, like, I gave that advice, but I I wouldn't say I didn't follow that advice because, like, I still really like being here. Like, there are plenty of things to do in the area that I'm in. Um like there are things to do on campus. Like I would consider going here, but if I wasn't playing baseball at all, like there are other schools that I would have looked at. It's just, you have to find the balance between like, you have to find the balance between schools that want you to play baseball at and schools that you want to go to, because you're not going to get the best of both worlds unless you're a top five country. Like that's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I don't want to like, I'm not saying anything negative about Coppin because I love it here. I, I love seeing the guys, love seeing our coaches, um, professor, most professors here are great. Um, but yeah, just find a place that you enjoy being at. So that was that's some, that's some great advice. And I'm pretty sure my senior year self would also listen to that, but transitioning into some Sixers talk, um, 
No, the current state of the team, they're looking like they could go win a finals. Uh, you've been on it for a while. Um, as soon as they traded for Harden, you said they were winning the championship, which a lot of Sixers fans do. Yep. Um, but I want to talk about Tyrese Maxey instead. Not talking okay. about M- Embiid and his MVP race. When did you realize Tyrese Maxey was going to be special? Uh, a week and a half ago. It took, it took you that long? No. So, like, okay. I don't, like, watch a ton of Sixers games just because I don't really have anything to watch it on. Um, I started watching a lot. I started watching a lot because Josh, my roommate, who just won Rookie of the Week by the, by the way this week, um, Josh. he had like he has that stuff. So we watch it like on his TV now. But I haven't really watched a ton. But I knew Maxi was going to be good like earlier this season. But you know this what it's been like the last week week and a half two weeks he's he's been averaging like stupid numbers or something like that his last his last five or his last six games with James Harden he has been averaging 26 points a game which is wild like best yeah, third option in the league best third saw, option in the league i just saw a list oh, who was it by i forget who the list who the list was by but it was top 45 players under the age of 25 i don't know if you saw this list or not um, but Maxi was on like the the lowest tier, like he was the forty fifth player. No way. Yeah, no, no shot. No, no shot. Twenty five is a little much because like Jason Tatum is twenty four yeah, like, and he's Luka Doncic is twenty three and he's like arguably the best player in basketball. Yeah, like, I think a, a more accurate list would have been under like twenty three. Not more accurate. I think yeah, like, I think under twenty three is good because then after that you're starting to not enter your like that's not your peak, but we're getting it's a glimpse of your what prime. the prime's like. Yeah. yeah, you're getting a glimpse. All right, so with some Sixers talk, uh, we talked about it before. Darren's going to give his all-time Sixers team, but it's kind of going to be like an all-NBA team. So two guard slots, two forward slots, one center slot, not point guard shooting. It doesn't have to be that strict. So start start with the backcourt. Who are you two guards? Who are you rocking? <clears throat> uh, I mean, Allen Iverson has, like, has to be. like If you're making a Sixers all-time top five, he has to be. Your, like in one of your guard spots, regardless if you put him at point guard, shooting guard, has to be in there. Yeah, for sure. So, AI, and and then James Harden is my other one. Because I think that I think that's more than a valid option. I can't think of any guards that Phillies had recently I mean, that you I mean, know yeah. really stands out. Uh, Seth Curry. Uh, what a what a shooter! Shout out him, man. Hope he has uh, some success in Brooklyn. Oh my God, who is? Who is that? Isaiah is the... Cannon. Isaiah Cannon. Ish yeah, Smith. Isaiah Cannon was good. No, but bro, Ish Smith. Ish Smith's up there. The dish from Ish. Oh man, uh, remember that legendary game? They almost beat the seventy-three and nine Warriors. Yeah, that was wild. And Harrison Ish Smith was that. this close. Was this close to keep making sure the Bulls' record was safe? Ish Smith played like prime Michael Jordan for like the last three minutes of that game. All right, let's move on to the forward spots. Um, there's a lot of guys, but I'm going to – I'm listen, man, maybe he's not on the list, but the process years, Rocco, it's that guy. Yeah, but – Best like player all, on the team. Like all time, though? Look, man, in terms of a team mm. valuable to his team. Okay, okay. So, uh, Dr. J is one of them. Has to be. Has to be. And then, okay, so what I was going to do, what 
actually, so there are two ways I could go with this. I could go, I think Andre Iguodala might be my other one. Because Sixers, Andre Iguodala was kind of like that. Because um, I, I don't know. I can't really think of any, like, forwards we've had that have been, like, super game-changing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll give you a pass. Just put Moses at the power forward. That's not who I was going to put there. I was going to put Embiid at the four. I was going to go Dr. Okay, Dre. Okay, well, three. all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Will Chamberlain is a warrior. He's not a sixer. He's a warrior. Okay, okay, let's, okay. Let's put it okay. like that. All right. Then, okay, that makes it a lot easier. Then I'm going AI. Or no, no, no. I'm going Harden at the one, AI at the two. Dr. J at the three, most one at the four, and I'm beat at the five. With you know, Thibault. you have to be one good franchise to leave out one of the ten best power forwards of all time in Charles Barkley, even though he tried to duck Philly by eating donuts. Yeah, but like I, th- when I think of Charles Barkley, I think of Suns. Charles Barkley. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. And when I like, think of Allen Iverson, I think of the Detroit Pistons. I think of the Nuggets. Like, it's a, that's fine. That's and then, when I think of James Harden, I think uh, I certainly think of the Nets. I have I, I have think Matisse, of Matisse. Matisse Thibel as my sixth man. Uh, you better hope Doc Rivers is not your coach because he will sub out AI for Thibel with like two minutes in. Yeah, probably. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you. You know, we talked about a lot of stuff, and it was really fun having you on. Um. We'll be back on Saturday. Hopefully, Danny is back. Uh, well, he should be. He'll be back. Um, then we're probably going to be talking about you know some late combine stuff, NBA headlines, and all that. Uh, Darren, again, I want to thank you for coming on. This means a lot. Um, and and I hope Coppin has a great season. Quick shout out to our guys at Belly Up Sports. You know they helped me. Uh, they've helped us run this podcast on all platforms, and they're helping me develop my skills as a writer. You know, letting me get my thoughts and articles out there. So shout out to them. Uh, Darren, real quick, anything you want to say uh, b- before we log off here? Um, follow Sideline Summit on all forms of media. Subscribe to the YouTube. There very thorough, very thorough. Guys, make sure you f- make sure you guys follow Darren on all platforms. I'll leave his social medias in the description. Make sure you follow Cop and Base on all platforms. Keep up with their season. They're doing great things over there. Um, from me and our guest Darren Hagen, make sure you guys have a great day. Hey. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 